0: Hush, little baby, don't say a This is a conspiracy channel. Welcome to the Hush Channel. You've heard of the Bermuda Triangle and maybe even the 11 other major triangles, but there are more out there. Tonight we discuss the Bennington Triangle. The Bennington Triangle is an area in southwest Vermont centered around Glastonbury Mountain in the Green Mountain National Forest. It is a part of the Green Mountains which extend north to south approximately 250 miles from the border of Massachusetts to the border of Quebec, Canada. Its parent range being the Appalachian Mountains. The Long Trail is a hiking trail located in Vermont running the length of the state, extending from the Massachusetts state line to the United States and Canadian border. It is the oldest long-distance trail in the United States and was constructed between 1910 and 1930 by the Green Mountain Club. The Long Trail runs right through the Benetton Triangle, within the Glastonbury Wilderness, where once resided the mountainside town of Glastonbury. A secluded, yet booming lumber and mining town during the 1800s. However, by the 1880s, the town had been largely stripped of its trees, resulting in its lumber business failing. Railroads were built as an effort to revive the town and turn it into a tourist hotspot. However, the town flooded, resulting in the population dwindling rapidly, and it ultimately became a ghost town. It is said that ...that the indigenous who had dwelled within proximity to the Glastonbury Mountains deemed it as a cursed land. A land that housed a wild man entity and an eight foot tall hairy being. As per usual, when the indigenous deem a land sacred, it is often full of benevolent beings. However, when they deem a land to be cursed... There are malevolent beings, monsters, lurking in the land often signaled to exist by the eerie feelings humans get upon stepping foot into that territory. Strange disappearances, possessions that result in murder or psychotic madness, and or dismembered humans and animals. The Glastonbury Mountains possess all of that. However, per usual, Europeans took the indigenous lures as figurative or perhaps uninvestigated logical occurrences and all was well for a few decades that is until it was not <music> on December 1st of 1946 Paula Jean Weldon an 18 year old sophomore at Bennington College decided to go out for a hike on the long trail at around 2 45 p.m. while on the trail at around 4 p.m. She stopped and spoke with a Benetton Banner employee named Ernest Whitman asking him for directions of which he gave her and also warned her that the temperatures were expected to drop come nightfall as it was December and it would be dark earlier starting at around 4:30 p.m. And then she said on the trail. These precautions were given since Paula was not sporting a jacket but instead lightweight clothing. She had on blue jeans, a red parka jacket, and sneakers. After speaking with Ernest Whitman, Paula went on about the trail. She set out officially for the hike around 245 where it was 50 degrees at the time. Temperatures that day were said to drop as low as 9 degrees Fahrenheit. However, for the Benetton area, 50 degrees Fahrenheit is considered a warmer temperature for that time of the year. So while her clothing was sensible considering the temperature at the beginning of the hike. It would not in the least be suitable for the dramatic temperature drop that would occur within the hour. An elderly couple trailed behind Paula by about 100 yards, that is, until Paula turned a corner in the trail just up ahead of them. However, upon reaching the same corner, she was not anywhere within sight. It was as if she had just vanished into thin air. When Paula did not return to campus, her roommate initially believed her to be at the library studying for exams, that is, until the next morning when she still had not returned. College administrators were notified and an immediate search of the Benetton College campus was conducted. The Benetton County State's attorney was notified and the county sheriff was brought in to help with the search. It was only after a few days when it was found out that Paula Weldon had even went hiking in the first place. And this discovery was thanks to Ernest Whitman, who found out she was missing due to her missing person photo in the Benetton Banner newspaper. Benetton College closed for several days as hundreds of volunteers, friends, family members, National Guard troops, and firefighters conducted a 400-person extensive two-week search to locate Paula Weldon. As Paula hailed from a prominent family, her family was able to put up a $5,000 reward for her return. However, the search party was disorganized as it was composed of a bunch of volunteers. The case garnered widespread media attention and even the FBI got involved. Paula's father pressed the investigators to do more and provide more assistance. From his persistence, every person who saw or thought they saw his daughter was interviewed right along with every person who lived along the route she took or were in vicinity of the Long Trail the day she went missing. What investigators found was that one of the last people to see Weldon alive outside of the elderly couple was a lumberjack named Fred Gadet, who lived along Harbor Road. Gadet claimed to have been in the midst of an argument with his girlfriend when Paula walked by. He claimed to have stormed off in a jealous rage shortly afterwards and went to his shack to spend the evening alone. But... In another statement, Gadet mentioned that he did not go back to the shack after all to spend the evening alone and instead drove the travel portion of the trail. This was the same direction Paula was last seen to be heading. Gadet lied to the police on several more occasions, marking him as a person of interest. It was reported that Gadet told at least two people that he knew within 100 feet where Paula was buried, but later he claimed that it was just him talking BS. Some believe that she ran off to Canada with a boyfriend who met her out on the trail. Others believe she froze to death due to her lightweight clothes. However, Paula's body was never recovered. No forensic clues ever identified, meaning there was no bones that were ever found. The investigation soon came to an end. At the time of Paula's disappearance, there was not any state police organization in the state of Vermont. Due to how chaotic the search for Paula went, with further persistence from Paula's father exposing the lack of training local sheriffs had and how the lack of a statewide law enforcement contributed to his daughter's disappearance being poorly investigated, within seven months of Paula's disappearance, the Vermont legislator created the Vermont State Police Department. To date, the myth stands that it is dangerous to wear red in the Bennington Triangle, or else you may disappear as well. James Edward Tedford was born around 1884 in Vermont. While not much is known about his early life, it is known that in the early 1940s, a 56-year-old James Edward Tedford and his 28-year-old wife lived a comfortable life in Fletcher, Vermont, a small town near the Glastonbury Mountain. With the ongoing of World War II, James was drafted into the military and this would be his second round of serving. When James returned home from serving in the military, he arrived home to an empty house. And apparently Pearl, his wife, had went somewhere and would be back soon seeing that she had left a half prepared meal behind and also a note for James expecting him to possibly arrive while she was gone. So James got himself comfortable, but Pearl did not come within the hour or the next. So John went over to some neighbors just to see if they knew where Pearl had went. And to his relief, they, along with a neighboring family, told him that she had gone to the Amical store in town to grab a few things, nothing to worry about until it was. Pearl did not return from Amical that evening nor that night, and the police were called that morning. With the coming days of the investigation to finding his missing wife, James of course became Desperate, confused, and lonely. As days turned into weeks and then months, James became depressed and became a recluse, barely ever spotted leaving his home. In 1947, James decided to check into the soldiers' retirement home in Bennington. A few years later, at the end of the year, that late November in 1949, James visited his family, ate with them, and spent time with them before he boarded a bus in St. Albans to return to the retirement home there. The bus trip was scheduled to have been about eight hours. However, there was heavy snow that caused a delay as the bus was to make its way through the Green Mountain National Forest. There were 14 other passengers on the bus besides James, and he decided to pass the time by resting. The bus did eventually reach its destination in St. Albans, but passengers noticed the sleeping man, James, was not amongst the 15-person passenger crew that stepped off the bus, meaning... They never witnessed James wake up, get up, and walk off the bus. All his belongings were still on the luggage rack. And in of where he sat sleeping for a good part of the trip, there was a timetable. And for those who don't know, a timetable is just a chart that shows the departure and arrival times of trains, buses, and or planes. He was reported missing a week later on December 1st of 1949, three days to the date of when Paula Weldon had last been seen along the Bennington Triangle. Paul was last seen wearing a cap, gray suit, an army overcoat, standing at about five foot five, weighing about 116 pounds, to date. His body has never been found. On October 12 of 1950, a 12-year-old Paul Jefferson and his mother rode in her truck and she stopped to feed their pigs, leaving Paul behind in the truck for an hour, When she returned, Paul was no longer there. He was actually nowhere in sight outside the truck either. Immediately, she contacted the authorities and search parties were formed, searching for a young Paul who had been wearing a bright red jacket, which should have made him stand out more visibly amongst the terrain. But unfortunately, his disappearance may have been attributed to him sporting the exact color that made him the target of whatever lies within the Benetton Triangle, and that is red. The bloodhounds were put onto ascent and began making their way to a local highway where his scent was lost. This was the exact same highway where James E. Tedford had been believed to have disappeared four years earlier in nineteen forty six Sixteen days after Paul Jefferson went missing, a 53-year-old Frida Langer and her cousin Herbert Elsner left their family campsite near the Somerset Reservoir to go for a hike. The Somerset Reservoir is a large lake in southern Vermont that's nestled deep within the Green Mountain National Forest. The lake itself is a dammed section of the Deerfield River. It is roughly six and a half miles long, covering 1,568 acres with an undeveloped shoreline. During Frida and Herbert's hike, Frida slipped and. fell into a scream causing her clothes and hair to get wet. She was okay outside of that however, so she told her cousin Herbert that if he would wait, she would go back to the campsite, change clothes, and then come back. The two agreed and Herbert got comfortable as he watched his cousin walk off back into the direction of the campsite. But too much time began going past, so Herbert decided to go back to the campsite to see what had prevented his cousin from coming back. Come to find out, she had never returned to the campsite at all, and nobody had seen her since the two of them had set off on their hike earlier. Over the next two weeks, five different searches were conducted involving aircraft and including up to 300 people. On May 12 of 1951, Frida Langer's body was recovered near Somerset Reservoir in an area that had been extensively searched seven miles previously, which was crazy because there was absolutely no way that this area where her body had been found had been overlooked. And because of the condition of her remains, there could be no cause of death that could be determined. Langer was the last person to disappear within the five-year period from 1945 to 1950 involving the Glastonbury Mountain area. The five disappearances during that five-year period is exactly what got the area coined as the Bennington Triangle. She was also the only one of the five whose body had ever been found. This concludes this tape.